You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio, the daily tennis podcast, reporting on day number six of the U.S. Open, Saturday, first day of Labor Day weekend. Um, A quick note. Yesterday, Friday, the USTA announced that the U.S. broke another attendance record, 70,000, over 70,000 people for a single um, session, which uh, doesn't surprise me because if you look at the matches, um, you know, I, I had tweeted this out, people are waiting at Court 17 Grandstand hours in advance for singles matches. Um, they're watching doubles before, so it's great exposure for the doubles. Um, and the stadiums are just packed, which is great news. It wasn't as hot yesterday, and it won't be nearly as hot the rest of the tournament. Um, but just to, to me, I think the U.S. will probably break their, their total tournament record this year. Um, I certainly think they broke it in qualifying when I was there. And it's just good to see the buzz at the U.S. buzz at the tournament this year, the interest. Um, I think the TV ratings have been great. Obviously, um, Serena and Venus had a big part had to uh, do a big part of that, and I want to talk about that briefly. Obviously, Serena kind of rolled through that one, um, and it wasn't all that surprising. Um, she was the heavy favorite in the match, and often the Serena versus Venus matches um, aren't that competitive. Um, you know, typically if one player gets off to a better start, they kind of roll, um, and they both play very, very aggressive. They don't like to give up that aggressive nature, and so the points can kind of be a little. Um, you know, it'll be very one-sided. And so that's what happened last night to an extreme. Um, Serena, as she said, probably the best match she played in her comeback. Um, and certainly looks like, at this point, still, you know, you would think she's the favorite for the U.S. Open, but I can't, I don't think she can be the favorite until she really gets there and does it because she's lost too many matches um, where maybe you thought she wouldn't have. But based on last night's play, you have to believe if she plays like that the rest of the way, that she probably will um, win the U.S. Open. Now, reporting on today's play, a couple of matches that were uh, notable um, and ones that uh, I think really definitely um, one one big surprise and one that you know um, was just a, a match that we were excited for. And maybe didn't didn't uh, live up to expectation. We'll start with the surprise: Philip Kohlschreiber defeats Alexander Zverev in the third round in four sets and was down a break in the first set. Was down a break in the. Second set was down a break in the fourth set, but he came. He comes back and wins all those. Um, this the first, the third, and the fourth set. And um, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. He won. He wins the second, third, and fourth set. He lost the first set on tiebreak. But you know, it's this continuing thread of Zverev not being able to make the second week of the major, or even if he does make a second week, you know, the farthest he's gotten is a quarterfinal. Obviously, he's number four in the world right now. Has been there for a long time, won Masters, th- won Masters titles, but struggles in best of five. He brought Yvonne Lendl onto his team. A lot of people, including myself, thought that was a good move. Um, but I don't think it's been long enough for him to really have an impact, you know, on the actual strokes of his game. What Lendl did so well with Murray was he greatly improved Murray's forehand, well, as much as he could, and his second serve. Um, Zverev's second serve is pretty good. His forehand is often the weakness, um, and I think if, if he's not going to win a major until his forehand becomes a major weapon, um, right now in big moments, it's just he's putting the ball back in court. It's, and I've talked about it before in this podcast. The technique is not bad. Um, it, it's not the best technique. He, I, you know, I think the take back follow through is all good. Sometimes he just releases his body a little bit early. Um, but again, just in big moments, he doesn't have the confidence on that shot, and so. 
you know, Cole Schreiber was able to expose that today. Cole Schreiber's dictating points, you know, Cole Schreiber's like 5'8", 5'9", Zarev's 6'6", six, six, and he's the one 10 feet behind the baseline. So, um, you know, again, it, I think it's a big surprise just because Zverev did roll through his first two rounds and he should be the favorite in that match. Uh, Cole Schreiber's 34 years old. But at the same time, Cole Schreiber always plays well at the U.S. Open, um, always plays well in Armstrong, even though that's a new Armstrong stadium. Um, and, you know, I don't think uh, it's as huge of a surprise as, many, as maybe everyone thinks because he, he really is a, a great player who's had a great career. Um, the other match, the other men's match that I was certainly looking forward to, I think a lot of people were looking forward to, Roger Federer and Kyrgios probably didn't live up to the hype totally. Um, Kyrgios was playing well early and did not break serve after having, I believe, five break points. Um, in the first set, he was playing better in the first set, did not take a break point from Love 40, and, and from that point on really was never really in the match. Um, you know, he, he, the interesting, and he did try, you know, he, his effort was good, he was very focused actually. Um, one of the interesting things about Kyrgios when he is focused is he often doesn't play as aggressive, um, and so sometimes in the points, uh, you know, against Federer, that ends up hurting him because Federer starts taking control, and I just felt like, you know, Nick was running a lot. Um, we did get one of the shots at the tournament from Federer um, and around the net post, a very good one at that. You know, it, it was on the dead run, um, and I'm sure you've seen that shot by now, uh, but I'll put that link below if you haven't seen it because it's definitely one that you'll be seeing it for a long time. Um, on the women's side, a couple of, uh, again, it, it's, it's hard to say these are upsets because the WTA for, for, many, for a few years now has really been, you know, the lower seeds have dominated. Um, but one that I was surprised by was Carlos Suarez Navarro beating Caroline Garcia. Third set tie break, pretty good match um, out on court 17. And, you know, Suarez Navarro has had a really tough year, but then played well in, in, in Connecticut and now reaches the second second week of the U.S. Open. Um, and certainly an older player, but a nice player to watch, lever one-handed backhand. Um, and then uh, Marketa Vandrusova, the 19-year-old lefty, beats also in a third set tie break, beats Kiki Burton's. Um, Burton's has had a great year, obviously, you know, winning her first premier title. And uh, But Vondrusova, I liked her game for a long time, and she's lefty, she's crafty, she's smart, she's tall, um, and I definitely think she's going to have a great career. Looking ahead to day seven, um, you know, we get into the fourth round, and I, I almost feel like I should only give you one match from each, and so that's what I'm going to do, because if I pick two, that's half the matches um, tomorrow. Um, and so, uh, honestly, on this men's side, uh, as I look at the draw now, these matches, to be totally honest with you, I don't think are going to be all that entertaining. There may be two of them will be. Um, if you like Isner Raonic, that's a, a big serve fest. I think it's a great opportunity for both guys. I think it's a great opportunity for John in this side of the draw. But, you know, it might not be the most entertaining tennis. Um, I think the match to watch is Juan Martin Del Potro and Borna Chorich. Del Potro played a great match last night against Fernando Verdasco, who I thought played well. Um, and Del Potro was hitting over his backhand maybe more than I've ever seen. And he's going to have to do that a lot because Chorch is going to be hitting uh, his backhand cross all day. Chorch has been playing solid this year. You know, he, he won his first 500 title. A little inconsistent, but, um, you know, the other one would be Team Anderson. But I, I, I just feel like, you know, it might be a long match, but I'm not sure it's one that um, is going to be the easiest in the eye. I think a lot of serving from Anderson as well. So I'm pointing out Del Potro and Chorch on the men's side. And then on the women's side, you know, I think some better matches. Um, you know, you know I, I like Sloane Stevens and Elise Mertens, but I think Stevens probably is playing well enough to get through there pretty easily. And so the one I actually am watching, um, you know, there might not be a ton of attention on it, but uh, Carolina Pliskova and Ash Barty. Barty's a great player to watch, and Pliskova is actually playing a lot better. Um, 
you know, she has the HC, she has had a great year, but I thought she played well against Kennan in the last round, and again, Barty plays a nice style of tennis, has one of the best sliced backhands, I think, on the WTA, maybe the best, um, and it'll be a nice contrast of styles. Obviously, Pliskova likes to stand up on the baseline, be aggressive, um, while Barty, uh, you know, changes pace, has a nice serve, can play at the net, um, and yeah, you know, obviously, we get into the round 16, this is the second week of, this, of the tournament, it's going to be Sunday, um, always interesting at this point, but um, I think those are the two matches to watch, and uh, the others, I think the, actually the other sides of each draw are the more interesting ones. So, um, you know, the matches that happened today were, were, were really interesting and, and some of the matchups um, in the round of 16 and quarterfinals will be, will be pretty good. So, hope you enjoyed this episode of Open Stance Audio. We'll be back tomorrow for day seven. I hope you've been enjoying these daily podcasts. Like I said yesterday, if you are enjoying them, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. Um, and other than that, hope you have a great day, great Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you tomorrow for episode